Hey guys, welcome back for another great episode and another great week of The Next Stage. This week, me and Tyler sit down with Colin Joyce. Colin Joyce races for the North American Pro Pro Colony team, Rally Racing, and is just a phenomenal guy. One of those genuinely kind, good-hearted souls. But don't be fooled by that. This guy knows how to put in the hard work. This guy has persevered through so many obstacles and has pushed through other challenges while still always keeping that positive and humble spirit about him. So humble where you have to always give him credit. You know, he's such a good guy. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as we did. It's phenomenal. And thanks again for always staying tuned and listening to another great stage. Welcome back, guys, for another great episode of The Next Stage. This week, me and Tyler are joined by the legend, Colin Joyce. Colin, man, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Long time. We, uh, we're, Yeah, feels like I was just talking to you guys like 10 seconds ago, 15 seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, having some complications with some Wi-Fi and technology issues the smoke signals don't work very well to pocatello yeah the the pocatello uh pigeon signals that you guys have been sending keep getting shot down but no i'm i'm in pocatello and uh i think i'm on my laptop now so i think we're good i think we're good good to roll but yeah no i'm I'm doing well and uh yeah thanks for thanks for having me on well so what have you been doing during quarantine or uh, whatever coronavirus it's not even quarantine anymore this is coronavirus i'm really just getting after it you know i have been putting in 35 hour weeks left and right yeah uh i haven't missed a single day of core or stretching or foam rolling yeah diet this is, is absolutely impeccable yeah this is your call of duty character we're talking about right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> no i mean i've been i kind of have my uh my ups and downs through it all just like everyone else Probably, yeah, uh, I wish I've been handling it a little bit better than I probably have, but um, but yeah, it's been it's been okay. It's kind of nice to try and enjoy being. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time I've been in the same place for three months in the past like ten years. It seems like so. Sure. Um, yeah, I was I was talking about that with Heather the other day, where it was like that. I feel like the three of us we grew up racing together. Colin now races for uh, Rally, correct? Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, for years, we were just constantly on the move. Every almost week or every two weeks, you're somewhere new living in a hotel. Matter of fact, the other weekend, we were in a hotel. And it, I told my wife, I was like, man, it kind of feels like a little bit like home, you know, because you're just so used to being in a hotel. Mm-hmm. And it felt actually comforting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you miss it for sure. Yeah, where uh, where'd you guys take take the uh, little vacay to for the for a hotel? Uh, I mean, just in town. Just went uh, and then uh, went to Zion. Uh, did a little bit of uh, yoga kind of weekend up there and kind of chilled and oh, relaxed. Yeah. So yeah, that's all. Yeah, right on. Yeah. So how's uh how's uh you know training been going with quarantine? Um, not yeah, not honestly as well as I'd I'd like it to, but um. I mean, it's kind of seems like some days I've have motivation to take on the world, and I'm going to be the next Chris Froome. And then other days I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of okay, like 
just going out for a little mountain bike spin and uh and yeah i'm okay working at fred meyers next year if i have to <laughs> <laughs> you know? but it's it's been tough like it, it is honestly just it ebbs and flows um quite a lot the, the motivation for training it's uh I've never been one of those guys that have been like really good at the training aspect. Like I, I can get pretty good at it when I'm like motivated for racing. Um, but it's, it's hard to not know exactly. Yeah. I'm, I, I wish I was better at like, just, you know, getting, getting shit done and like just doing the work, but it's hard when I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm kind of more of a, a racer at heart, not a trainer. So it's kind of, tough to know exactly when i'll be racing and what what to hope prepare for so. yeah well you've yeah, got what, into but you have spent some time on a bike what have you been getting out to recently um what do you like uh, being a little sendy <laughs> yeah i don't know what you're talking about dude yeah <laughs> no I, i've uh i got a new mountain bike a few few weeks ago and i've kind of yeah i've been having a lot of fun on that and Kind of, there's some pretty cool dirt jumps here in town, so I've kind of been practicing some some air time on that, and it's been it's been fun. Man, bikes are nice. Bikes are fun. Uh, I didn't. Did you? Yeah. Did you uh, start uh, like growing up mountain biking, or like a lot of people aren't going to know? You know, this is super awesome to kind of have you on and be able to tell like how you got started in the sport. How did you grow up mountain biking, or because you're up in Pocatello? What's How'd you get started? What are you guys even do in Pocatello? That's what we want to know. <laughs> Just, I don't know, honestly. Um, no, no, I didn't actually grow up mountain biking at all. I uh, I moved to Durango in like 2000, end of 2017, Durango, Colorado. And that's kind of when I started mountain biking a little bit, actually. Um, but I, I grew up playing soccer and kind of other like outdoorsy sports, rock climbing, snowboarding, all that kind of stuff. And then got into cycling through my boss at the time which tj i think you know him sam sam Krieg. he kind of was the one that got me into the road cycling aspect but the the mountain biking part has only really kind of become super fun for me and and a passion for the, the past like two years or so ish i'm i'm still like really bad but it's just a lot of fun to go shred some dirt nice that's awesome so, that's awesome yeah sweet man sweet so then you said you're uh, Sam. I mean, I remember the first race I did with you. I was, well, how, how old were you? We would have been fi- 15. 15? Yeah. 15. Was that, was, it was either, the first race was either Antelope Island or was it no, uh, the yeah. state crit? It was the state crit, my first ever race. You're... I ate shit so hard. <laughs> Dude, I decked it. I remember like hearing, hearing all these like big things about the, the local TJ and like some other kid at the time who was really fast. And like, there were only like four, maybe five kids in the race. And I like got away with you three, I think. And then just like typical call and fashion overlapped wheels, trying to get too much stacked in a corner, just (laughs) decked in a corner. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. But I was gunning for you, man. I would have freaking oof. (laughs) If it wouldn't have been for that crash, I would have been state champ. Well, so shortly after that, get into my first thing I wanted to talk to you about was because uh, my first memory of you was uh, Nationals Junior. It was fifteen sixty Nationals in Bend, Oregon, and you beat down on every junior on a ro- in the TT on a road bike. Yeah, that's not, um, it was not a road bike. 
it was a road bike. And so uh, a, I think it's important to note that because for all the people who think that, Oh, my bike makes a difference and it for sure does a little bit, not going to lie, but you were so much better than everyone that you beat everyone on a road bike. Yeah. Well, it was okay. It was a converted not, road bike. A it was an aero road bike frame with like, they didn't have aero road bikes in 2011. <sighs> yeah, I think they did. Yeah, they did. Not I don't know. It was like a super old giant aero road for it. I don't even know, but yeah, yeah. Actually, no, a lot of, not a lot, but there was a, one of the dads um, said I cheated though. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. so, hey. <laughs> you, you know, I can't trust I, you, but. Yeah, no, that, that is, uh, that's true. Yeah, we went from uh, eating eating shit on the uh, the state crit with TJ, and then a year later, yeah, had a pretty pretty sweet ride out in Bend. So that was that was fun. Were, did you both go to that out in Bend that mm-hmm. year? Yeah, that was my first nationals. Yeah, I was there. I yeah. was there. You, you didn't so, notice because we were in the back, but yeah. <laughs> so then, well, uh, Colin. I mean, like I said, dude, connect the dots from how do you go from winning nationals then is that kind of like where you're like all right this is i actually can do this this is actually sounds something interesting because now you are one of the only kind of americans during that kind of age group still racing at a high level and he's the only one only one racing yeah. at a high level at that like pro connie level yeah. so like kind of you know your path is a lot different i feel like than a lot of other people where you know there are a lot of other people i that felt like you know, kind of more ahead, but I felt like you just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And now you're there, you're still there and you're still there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this, this sport is not easy. So yeah, as, as you guys know, and it's hard, most of it's honestly more hard mentally than physically, but yeah, I think, uh, I think some of the issues I faced, I was like super bummed at the time about, like I always wanted to be on those bigger teams and stuff. And I was still on like good, really good teams, but like I was always jealous of going from juniors to U 23s. And like, I ended up on still a really, really awesome team with Cal giant, but like I'm pretty sure that year you guys both went to BMC and a lot of guys went to um, like action or what was it called at the time? Like action now. Um, yeah, those typical feeder teams. Bontrager. Yeah, like the the big big U twenty three teams, and yeah, Giant was still like an an awesome U twenty three team, but it just wasn't quite that level of like BMC and an action and uh, that like Garmin Chipotle team. Um, so I was like, I ended up on Cal Giant, and I think that was like a blessing in disguise because it was always just like a lot more laid back. Um, and I think that for me was pretty key at the time because I uh, I still enjoyed being a you know a young punk nineteen twenty twenty one year old kid, um, and it was it was kind of nice to not take it too seriously too soon. I think for me, a lot of a lot of kids are are opposite and they need that kind of like structure and like really high pressure and and they thrive in that situation. But I think for me it was kind of nice like always being a little bit on the underdog kind of scene. Like even out at U23s, like a friend with Rally, but it was just a, a Conti team at the time. And it was arguably one of the best U.S. Conti teams, but it was kind of tough because like your whole whole junior career and U23 career, the national team is 
is telling you like, Oh, you have to be world tour by the time you're 22 years old. And if you're not like, okay, you're kind of just done. And so like the whole U23 career, you're just like striving for world tour, world tour, world tour it has to be that. And then like, I didn't make it ended up on a Conti team. And, and I think that was another like blessing in disguise of like, it was kind of, again, like a smaller team that was still gave me the opportunities to, to succeed. And as long as you're willing to fight for it, it doesn't, yeah. People just develop at different ages. And uh, I, I still think I have a, a lot of developing to do um, both like professionally, physically, mentally. And uh, I think mentally for sure. <laughs> yeah. Mentally for sure. And uh, I think it's, it's been honestly for me kind of beneficial, like always being like, Oh, just a step on the back foot of like what I always wanted to be. Um, it was kind of nice, like, cause then I was still striving for it. And now I'm, I'm still, yeah, you think that fed a hunk, like kept you hungry. Yeah. Always yeah kept you hungry. Like I was always, I was always super jealous. Like you guys going to BMC and getting like everything, like started getting paid and stuff. I was like, damn, that's sick. Like I want that. And then I kind of was like, ah, these guys are good. But like, I, I know I can like be there. Like I can be, just as good like i just gotta just gotta kind of keep the nose to the grindstone kind of keep keep that hustle on and yeah and i'm still still hoping to to keep doing that and and keep keep developing so So you i like when you went to i think it was pretty from people who knew you well at the time like when you went to rally i feel like you there was like that period at the end of 2016 where you were pretty like you were really good like from Tour of Alberta kind of on, even at Utah, you were pretty solid, but then Alberta, you were, well, you, you were one of the best guys in the race, nearly won it. And then that was after you had already signed with rally, uh, an Olympia store. We, we did pretty well. Mm-hmm. And then you went to rally and then it seemed like when you went to rally, then you like actually like really took off. That was like when you made that jump to like being at, at not only like the best level of like Americans, but like you were able to compete with the best guys in the world, in the world. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it was right away. I'd say kind of, yeah, it was kind of nice. Like that year I jumped from U23s to rally. Like before that, our whole seasons were in Europe, you know, we're getting our teeth kicked in in Europe. And then I did a lot of races with the best North Americans on, on rally at the time and we kind of dominated like i think we won like alberta we won gila we won joe martin oh no we didn't win joe martin freaking carpenter rolled us but um but like we we started like winning and that they're like kind of u.s stuff at the time but i mean u.s races were still really hard and are still really hard and it was uh it was like a nice kind of confidence boost to like start doing well and racing in the front yeah, I mean, because otherwise you're in Europe, you're just freaking getting your teeth kicked in like the majority of the time, and that that's tough. Like it's exhausting, and uh, it's kind of nice to have like a weird, refreshing year of like, oh wow, we're actually going to like do mostly U.S. type races. This is kind of awesome. So it was, uh, we had like a few few trips to Europe, but um, but the majority of it was like U.S. based stuff, and and kind of just dominating the U.S. scene with that year and then and then since then we've kind of been growing more and more rally's been growing more and more each year and uh good to kind of do a little 
bit bigger and bigger races and that's been that's been really important for me yeah and then okay so then 18 was the year that you started to dominate because then you won a stage like man i don't remember this and then like i saw i was looking at your pro cycling sets and i was like oh dang like he actually you won a stage of the arctic tour of norway you were third overall it's a point hc you were like fifth overall in bose Oh no, 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 no! You were fifth on Megantic, so that's pretty savage. Yeah. Like, like every like there was a period there where you were always in the top five, like every single race you did. Uh, like what, what, what clicked in that year in eighteen specifically? I didn't make the Cali squad and wanted to prove prove the team wrong. <laughs> See, yeah, there we go. Again, another another thing of like kind of just a little fire in my belly of like, yeah, I, I feel like I I can do. Like I'm capable of good good rides and stuff, but it was uh, yeah. I, for some reason, I just really wanted to make that Cali squad that year, and and I didn't. And uh, so it was Castilla Leon, where like right before that race, it was like stage one. Like they said the roster, and I didn't make it. And I was kind of pissed. I felt like I deserved to go, but I mean, they still had the. That's it's tough when you're on a team with like really good guys. You know, everyone wants to go do the big races, but everyone's really good. So they. They uh, they chose who they thought were the best squad and probably was the best squad at the time. But in in me, I was kind of like, no, I want to like show you guys that you were wrong. So I kind of started just like, yeah, Castile Leon went really well, and then I went to Yorkshire, that went really well. I went to like Winston Salem and took got beat by Bassetti. Yeah, yeah, Bassetti rolled me out. What a disappointment, Colin. Oh, yeah. But like that. Yeah. Like stuff uh, that kind of clicked just to get the ball rolling of like that was kind of the reason I like started doing well right then of like, uh, no, I'm like riding well. I want to show you guys that like I can ride well. And then uh, and then once I started riding well in Europe, that race is like Castile Leon and Yorkshire. That kind of really helped with confidence a little bit of um, like having fun, but still. Like I, I kind of proved to myself I was capable of racing fast, and uh, and it kind of just continued on for the rest of the year. And I think that was a big, a big step for me. Yorkshire, well, Yorkshire that year was like a big, a big turning point for me. Just racing. What did it feel like winning that that Norway stage in particular? Because I'm sure, like, I mean, I can't imagine because I never did it. Uh, like we had Sep on a while ago and we were asking him like, you know, what was it like that the Volta stage that he won for you, like having suffered for longer than Sep actually in Europe and like probably taking way more ass kickings. Like how did that finally like actually winning like a big race in Europe? Like what, what was that emotion like? Yeah, I was huge. I mean, it's definitely nowhere <laughs> near like Sep's Volta win, but for me, it was still a big, a big win that I was really proud of. I worked worked hard for, and that whole day was actually pretty nasty. You know, I think uh, I don't know what's going on over there. Sorry, <laughs> the baby baby fall, TJ. <laughs> no, that was me. That was me. I'm just kidding. But no, I think uh, that that whole day kind of um, was kind of like a weird picture of uh what most of my career has been because it was a super super windy day one of the windiest days i've raced in and uh there were a lot of times throughout the day where i was like somehow ended up on the back foot and was in like the last echelon of the road and was like okay well that 
my day is done. Like that sucks, but you kind of just keep fighting and keep fighting. And, uh, all of a sudden you're on the back foot, foot again. I'm like off the road in the gutter, like getting pushed off the road in the last echelon. I'm like, what is going on? I like, feel like I'm riding well, but I'm just like, so, but I kind of got back on the road and hustled back, joined the last echelon. And then just you keep fighting, keep fighting. And then, uh, yeah, all of a sudden it came to this like long climb and I was pretty much on the back foot by quite a lot and i just started riding through groups and like rode up to the front group and um and then yeah that that group was the one that stayed away with some pretty big names in it and uh, and had a decent enough sprint at the end that it kind of kind of worked out but yeah that was a pretty pretty sweet day yeah i can imagine night yeah that's the way you describe it is and i love how you describe it as a metaphor for your kind of career in cycling I think that's so, I mean, I was just in awe of picturing it, you know, because you know exactly how it feels being at the back of those echelons and how hard that is. And I love how you just kept saying, like, you just got back. You just would keep pedaling. You just kept moving forward and you just kept going and you kept going. And I feel like you're very, very good at that. You, I mean, and I don't feel like you, you don't you don't just apply that to your cycling, but I feel like you apply that quite a bit in your own life where because I've seen you recover from a lot of injuries, a lot of bad crashes and where, so how did you get this like positivity or this just keep going outlook in your life? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think, uh, probably, probably just a lot of it's from my parents and they make them tough up there in Pocatello. Yeah. Yeah. In Pocatello, we ride, ride to school at 10,000 feet. And then if we don't, <laughs> If the, in the tire snow, flat, we have to run in the snow, and <laughs> no, I don't know. I think uh, I think a lot of it's just I, I love racing my bike, and it's it's something that I found out that I like truly, truly enjoyed, and I kind of want to just keep doing it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes, uh, yeah, a lot of it's that silly cliche uh, quote of "you fall off the horse, you get back on it," and um, yeah, I think I think that was kind of thing like a took a took a few knocks as we all have and crashes and stuff and you just can't let that really affect your your psyche you gotta just keep keep striving for what your goals are and, and what what you want to try and achieve and uh and yeah i think i think that was kind of for me i don't know where where i've got that probably hanging out with you a lot tj your positive your positivity always helps on the, uh, Man, we we were roommates a lot, but there were a lot of times I was not positive. That's for sure. Oh, uh, maybe, yeah. maybe you thought you weren't positive, but for the rest of us, we were a lot more negative than than you were. So, you cry enough times in the shower at two or eleven years, and you just you just can keep surviving anything. <laughs> uh, That's not t- yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. And then I last year, it. you won a pretty sweet race too. You're you actually you've won gravel races. And I would like to point that out that you're a pretty savage graveler and you won the Rutland Mountains. They don't know how to spell cycle in <laughs> Great Britain. So that's cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, like you won like a, a one day race in Great Britain. How was that race? Because it, it had some dirt in it, but it was one of it was like UCI one day as well. Yeah, that was a. Uh... Yeah, TJ, I'm coming for you on the gravel scene, man. I'm freaking, I already got a little gravel win underneath my belt, so <laughs> that's more than me. That's more than me. <laughs> well, you would have you would have taken the gravel gravel world by storm, but unfortunately, yeah, COVID COVID knocked it out. But yeah, um, but yeah, that that race was uh, pretty chaotic. 
I think uh, it was kind of funny reading the Stravas after that, some like Strava files after that race. And a lot of them were like, had four get downs, but I got round. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like every corner, there's some just like young punk, just like dive bomb in the corner, causing a huge crash. And you're just like, what are we doing, guys? <laughs> like, did, did you crash in that race? Uh no, I didn't actually crash in that race. I uh, okay. I grabbed a lot of that's a first once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I was I was able to keep it up there, and uh, yeah, I was maybe one of the like four people that didn't go down that that day. Um, really nice. It was it was pretty. Yeah, it was kind of a just nasty race with like a lot of a lot of stupid crashes, and then um, yeah, but had a had a kind of decent enough sprint at the end of a pretty hard day and um yeah worked worked out also helped that the guy who was gonna win kind of started celebrating early so <laughs> what that's what happened <laughs> yeah yeah you, Are didn't you, have, you didn't have to tell us that man oh no i mean that you gotta pay. That's, yeah that's good advice for kids man oh Are yeah he, was, he definitely had the win in the bag and, and started started celebrating just a touch early and uh and I, I, an old calling came from behind again did a big bike throw at the end and yeah nip, Those nip the boys. you, can't, you, you have to, never you have to ride through the line man. oh yeah you yeah, never yeah. give up yeah, you are right? amazing <laughs> I don't know. no i didn't i didn't know he started celebrating until after the fact so i don't i wouldn't say that but it's kind of it's kind of funny. There's a funny picture of him like with his hands in the airs and me like super over the back of the bike, just throwing it pretty hard. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is so funny. Yeah. So uh, that was last year. That was uh, your second or third year with Rally, right? Oh, um, was it your third last year? Yeah, last your year was my my third year. Yeah. yeah, and that's when you guys started doing more of a European campaign. And like you said before, Rally was an American kind of more base team. Uh, what's your guys? What was your schedule guy kind of looking like this year? Um, kind of similar to last year. Um, just like a few, a lot, a lot more Europe stuff. Like I don't think I would have raced in the U.S. at all, except maybe nationals. Like last year, I didn't race in the U.S. at all, except for nationals. Um, and yeah, I think I think it was gonna pretty much be the same for this year um but yeah it's kind of it's kind of like just the way the this road cycling scene has gone is like if you want to if you want to make it in the road you kind of have to be in europe now um the the u.s there used to be kind of a a good enough scene where you could kind of maybe make like a decent enough money and uh have fun staying in the states but now it's like if you want to race in the states you gotta probably pursue the gravel or uh or kind of the the crit scene, um, but it seems like a lot of like solid road racing is almost all in Europe now, unfortunately. Which is yeah. What are, what's your guys' takes on that? Actually, what like do you uh, you guys kind of feel it's it's similar that like the American road racing scene has almost died out? Oh yeah, totally, absolutely. I, I mean, because there used to be. Rally is the only American, not even American team. It's a Canadian team, isn't it? No, it's it's American team. With, oh, it's an American team. Yeah. North North American team, yeah. North American. So I mean, yeah, and with all most most American races being you know shut down even before COVID, it you know the scene last year kind of felt like it was just this 
slow drag, you know, unless like you said, you were doing gravel or crit racing. Those are the only two that are actually thriving in America. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like, uh, hopefully Legion is gonna, gonna take it back by, by storm and kind of bring bring some solid U S racing. Yeah. I mean, we just have to get out of this coronavirus thing first. And then, I mean, the team's in a good spot, like on an individual level, but we also, you know, we want to have teams to race against. That would also be a nice thing. And yeah, I mean, it's for sure. You know, we, we were all, I guess, too young kind of to like really have seen the heyday. But I remember like right as I was starting, you know, the continental scene with Tour California, which I blame for a lot of the downfall of the continental scene. Uh, um, absolutely. You know, absolutely. like once that was gone, then all those teams where dudes were still making, you know, like at least like near six figures racing domestically. Like that's, yeah, that's that's not a, not the case now. But, yeah, you know, hey, we'll... uh if Legion can, uh, obviously, you know, we're, like we're more f- crit centric, but uh, we have some good road racers. And I think that that's like kind of one of the goals, right? Is to, we should have, we should have good races in America and maybe we don't need like, we don't need to have as many as in Europe. And maybe that's part of the issue is maybe we need to have like a more centralized calendar with, with the good domestic teams, like all going and having like a series that's easy to follow. And hopefully that can happen. But yeah, right now it's not a great I- spot, but. Hey, me and uh, Justin and Corey and Legion will 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 take on the responsibility of trying to rebuild it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like now's the best time to rebuild everything if we can. You know, I mean, why why still be set up by the UCI? Why still be controlled by do the ASL races? Why this? Like, why can't we start? Why can't you know Legion just do their own league? Why can't American you know racing just do their own racing? You know, it's, I feel like that's the only way American racing will ever thrive is when it stops trying to, you know, copy Europe. the Europe. The yeah. It's like, everyone's trying to copy Europe and it's like, you're not Europe, you're America. So let's find a way and let's figure out, a, you know, people love crits. You go that, in circles. That, yeah. They love it. For a they short period it. of time. Uh-huh. It keeps their expense, you know, attention span. You can have like barbecues and stuff. And so I feel like, Man, if I'm Legion with Corey and Justin, I would just do my own league. Like, just do your own thing, you know? Like, I feel like with now the time is open for it, you know what I mean? But- I think the tough part is, obviously, like, we, I mean, with the guys that we have in the team and the ambition that we have as a team, you know, we also want to, like, it's, it's hard to just be like, oh, we're going to take our ball and go play over here, like, we're all everyone will come. We, yeah, everyone will come. We were, we're competitors though, and we want to like you know like I I liked when like the rally dude showed up to the crits last year that I was at. Like that's fun. Like that's fun to I especially invite them to your races though. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. They, Eventually, the hopefully, respect. the money's there. If the money's there, then then they'll come. That's true. So. You guys definitely have the following. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, Colin. You gonna show up? Yeah, man. I, I'd show up. Heck yeah, Colin. Colin. Colin, what, uh, Colin came and raced with me once this year. We got smoked. We got totally beat down. It was embarrassing. Oh, I, I, I wasn't embarrassed. I gave it my all. I was pretty stoked with that. <laughs> nah, you got rolled on the – you you know what? Colin did celebrate once early this year. He quit before the finish line and lost the podium. Whoa. That's so funny. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that, that's funny. It's true. Colin, what, Colin dude, what, uh, what were your ambitions looking like for this year and goals and what was rallies – 
you know, this was, was this going to be your final year with rally or uh, did you have another year? Um, no, my, my contract was up at the end of this year. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to still be able to find a, a spot on a team for next year. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, it's just really hard times right now. Like a lot of teams are struggling. A lot of teams haven't like resigned with their sponsors and it's just kind of a tough year to actually like be able to like have a contract in, in hand, especially as kind of like not a, uh, a, a big name rider at all. You know, I'm kind of more of the definitely low, low end of the totem pole. So you got to kind of just wait, wait and see not, what. Not on rally though. I think that that should be like pretty clear is you're, yeah, I mean, one of the most successful don't beat guys on that down. team. Yeah, uh, especially in Europe, where they're wanting to go, right? Like they want to be doing the big races, and you've shown that you can actually uh, hack it over there and survive, which is, I think, like the hardest part, right? Like eventually you'll get successful, but like just surviving and and sticking it out, and you've shown that you can you can be at that level. So, I mean, yeah, do you yeah. have ambitions of like the World Tour, or what's your uh, what's your what's your uh, Overall, what like, what's, like your, yeah, what's your career goals, Colin? Where do you see yourself in ten years? Oh yeah, man. I uh, I still got I still got some some grit and, and desire in me. Like I was uh, I was I mean when I came I actually came and stayed with uh, with you, Tyler, back in back in February March, and I was putting in a lot of good work, and I was kind of getting ready to. I was riding about as well as I ever have, and I'm still like it happens when people train with me. but no i'm still motivated i'm still like trying to yeah i still want to race in the tour de france i still want to do roubaix i still want to do flanders and like i'm not yeah i uh i'm not gonna like have a lot of regret if i don't do that i'm just gonna like keep striving for for what makes me happy and uh and what motivates me. And I think right now that is still the goal. And, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with rally. Um, but at the same time, like, yeah, like, like you said, they're, they're not world tour. They don't quite do those races right now. Um, so, but yeah, I, uh, I think my, my goal 10 years down the road is continue to have fun racing, pedaling bikes, enjoying traveling the world. And, uh, you mean kind of old in 10 years. I, Oh yeah, but I mean, yes, and you no. might be retiring time, dude. You might be wanting to come back to the old American crit scene by ten years. Maybe, yeah, ten years will be what thirty. Or 35. you'll be winning the Tour de France. You know, you're a slow developer. Yeah, exactly. You know, people. I think I think that's one of the most important things is people develop at different rates, and I think uh, it was actually really nice, like having kind of older mentor riders on rally at times, like through Danny Pate and Swain Tuft, um, like. Swain didn't even get over to Europe till he was like 31 years old and he mm. went on to become one of like the best in the world. And it's like everyone. And then of course you can have like outliers like that, but it's, but it's like, what? Well, yeah. Why? Well, if you're, uh, if you're going to be good enough and you're going to be willing to work hard enough, like any, anything's, anything's possible. It doesn't matter if you're 18, if you're 26 or if you're 40, like if you're, if you still want it, you can, you can still do it, I, I think. So that's, yeah, in a nutshell, that's still my, I guess that's my answer for you. My, I still have a lot of passion for road cycling in Europe, and I still want to continue to develop and continue to race hard and eventually hopefully find myself at the front of 
big races. That's that's kind of my my dream and my goal. Do you uh, have ambitions to be a uh, professional esports player by any chance? Oh, you know it. Yeah, you. We've actually done a uh, Zwift race together. You yes, know? we did. Well, you I wasn't talking about Zwift, but we can talk about Zwift real quick. Why? Uh... Of course, you wanted fucking <laughs> Zwift. <laughs> you. Uh, so yeah, you're excellent at Zwift, and um, so no, like, what's what's the disconnect? I think because you're not the only person I've seen is like who just can't wrap their head around it, and I think it's fair enough. Um, what what is like? Because like for me, for instance, I as much as it like does serious mental strain from me, I, I definitely did quite a bit of lifting, but like you just couldn't like, couldn't wrap your head around that. Like what, what was the disconnect for you? I think it's interesting. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I have a lot of respect for the guys that can race Swift Well, I'm like, I, I cannot do it. Um, I think there's a lot of strategy to it. There's a lot of being able to suffer on a trainer indoors just by yourself. I've kind of, I've kind of always been the kind of person that like, if we're going to throw down, like let's throw down. And it's, I kind of need to like see other people like actually throwing down with me, like in person. And I know they still are on their trainers, but it's just like, it's tough for me to like wrap my head around that. So just, it's just really hard. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of more of a like in-person kind of racer. Like ever since. Yeah. If we, <clears throat> it's kind of, the fastest kid on the playground you know you didn't like go and try and run a fast a fast virtual time and compare it to like your 10 year old friends like no you just went out with your 10 year old friends and you're like let's freaking run to that fence right there and like let's see who beats who and yeah you do it in person you just give your best they give their best and you just like you kind of can see it in the flesh of like how much like, Oh shit, they're going just a little bit more faster than me or like, yeah, I'm actually doing it there. But I think Zwifting, that's what's hard for Zwifting for me is it's all, it's kind of, it's hard to like actually get that physical feel of like that competition. If that makes sense. Mm, yeah. yeah. But, but call of duty does, does it for you, right? Like that, <laughs> that definitely gets your competition juices oh, yeah. going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The video. See, the real video I'm calling. Game. I call BS on what you just said because I've seen. Oh, I played Call of Duty with you plenty, and you get you get quite into it. So I think I don't know. There's there's something else going on there with the whole Zwift thing. I think because maybe man, yeah. this guy is competitive on Call of Duty. He he doesn't listen. He just thinks he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> don't think and that, yeah, that people don't. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe the the next the next calling might be esports. It's just maybe a different esport. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's maybe it's Call of Duty. Yeah, maybe Call of Duty is my new my new passion, my new profession. I'm not good enough, but <laughs> hey, well, you know, just you just keep doing you. You know, that's that's kind of your mo, right? You just keep on grinding away, and eventually you'll get there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Colin. Uh, what's uh? So yeah, with your mo, man. Now moving forward what's it going to look like this the rest of this year with basically the racing kind of canceled what are your or are you guys going over to europe at all man i i I have no idea i know the team's gonna go over like canadians are still allowed to fly to to europe um really they're uh yeah i mean yeah it's just kind of americans that aren't allowed right now um but i mean we're kind of trying to yeah I mean, it's, it's really hard, just like all aspects of 
every every job out there it's kind of tough to actually like know what's gonna happen for the next month the next two months next honestly the next week like who who knows um so i'm just trying to trying to stay stay sane and stay happy and just kind of keep yeah what uh what other hobbies are you doing besides that i mean mountain biking obviously playing video games but what what else you kind of keep in your brain are you i know you were in school for a little bit are you re doing a little bit of more online or no no i'm not, I'm not doing any more school um i did yeah a few years kind of back in kind of 13 and 12 i guess 12 through 14 um but yeah i think the my main hobbies would just kind of be enjoying enjoying my my time with my lovely girlfriend and, and friends and we kind of i don't know we go float the float the river here in town or do anything really that's kind of just brings a smile to my face yeah nice that's adorable adorable i love it dude yeah well colin i mean is there anything else you want to add to this man before we start kind of closing up no man i uh yeah i think i think that's... do you have a colin do you have a social media <laughs> no <laughs> that's what do you have like twitter facebook like how can people keep up to date with you man how can they follow your progress how can they you know go give you a follow or go share some love with you man he has a strava yeah i don't know if, oh, i have a strava that maybe i upload once once every two months to or something but yeah okay. i've never really been a big social media kind of guy so if so, uh if you ever if you ever run into me and want to grab a beer together and, and talk, then that's probably the best way to <laughs> kind of follow, I guess. We have the nice. exclusive on all things Colin Joyce because you'll never get any more information than we just got right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Right. Dang. Sweet Colin. Well, is there uh I mean, I don't have to close it off. Is there any positive advice you have towards everyone who are kinda bummed right now to not be racing or bummed to not be doing things? Oh, I don't know if I'm the I'm the right one for giving advice in that in that scenario. But yeah, I think uh, I think trying to trying to just find what what brings a smile to your face during these times is kind of the most most important thing. Whether that's exercise or some some good food, some good family and friend company, um, just enjoying the sunshine. Yeah, enjoying your little baby girl. I think uh, yeah, what whatever makes you makes you smile is probably kind of the most important thing to do right now nice dude i love it well thank you so much man it was a pleasure having you on the podcast thank you so much yeah thank you guys i uh oh what's the uh where where'd the uh, title of the the next stage come from that that was one of my questions oh really oh nice uh it just you know me and tyler we're just brainstorming we're doing- yeah, we're just cooking up things, and we were just thinking, like, all right, we both kind of grew up, do the did the exact same thing, kind of followed this path, and then now we're kind of breaking off and doing, like, a new stage, like a new stage of our life, turning over, same kind of, you know, in the cycling realm, but a next stage, and we thought, like, oh, when you're interviewing other people, you know, who are, like, they maybe started off doing something, and not, you know, one of their passions, now doing another passion, you know, so for me, it's, like, still doing cycling but now pursuing more of the like artistic side or yeah. you know tyler's now doing with the crit scene and also like you know really building off of that vibe you know so it's like just these our next stage of our lives kind of yeah yeah i like that a lot 
I like how uh, the the bicycle has been a very big key in in all of our lives to to do that and kind of kind of keep doing that. That's awesome. Amazing, right? How many friendships we feel all around the world, not just I mean American. I mean that's what's been cool about this time too is getting messages from you know whether it be past teammates we had in Europe or even people we raced against or something. You know, so pretty cool. The like you said, the bike is pretty uh, you know uniting. <laughs> yeah yeah no seriously so that's that's awesome i uh i think your guys' podcast is awesome i've listened to a few of them i i enjoy it so thanks sir Dude, we're we're super excited to have you on man I'm just You're stoked we a... make it up to pocatello man that's, yeah yeah we're big we're big time yeah. for, for reals though man everyone i you know i think they'll listen to it and think like oh man you know colin's such a chill relaxed guy but this guy he puts it in man he like there's times you think like, oh man, Colin's out of the, you know, he's out of the rink. He's out of the rink. He's out of the rink. And he's back in, back in. I mean, I've seen him recover from, did you break your leg in Portugal? Oh yeah. That first race. You know, there's, there's so many times. And so, like I said, like, that's why I love having you on. Cause you're such a positive, happy guy that you sometimes downplay how strong I feel like you are mentally and, you know, to be able to push forward. Cause to be where you are right now in the sport and to continue being where you're at and just continue to grow every year. I mean, you are winning every year and moving forward every year. And I think that's a major accomplishment. I think that really shows for your mental strength. And then I think, you, you know, that shouldn't be taken lightly for everyone listening. They need to understand like you're one hardworking guy and one cool guy, you know, like, cause like you said, if you, someone comes up to you and is like, Hey man, want to get a beer with me? And, you know, you're totally down for that. You're like, how about a, four? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, I just want people to understand, like, you are one of the most hardworking, most positive, and most just, like, pushing forward guys I've ever met. And uh, I definitely want everyone to understand that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. That, that means a lot. Uh, same, for, yeah. uh, same for both of you. I think that's why I enjoy, enjoy staying in touch with you guys here and there because you guys are – good influences and good people that yeah keep the hustle alive and keep keep grinding right yeah man i admire that in both of you oh man lots of love dude oh my oh, you god got... are we gonna just get it on right now this is... <laughs> no man <laughs> i just there's lots of love over here man yeah, I always have lots of love. blushing yeah, i'm blushing yeah yeah, yeah. no but... seriously you guys are good people and, and thanks it was uh yeah it was awesome to kind of catch up and and chat with you guys yeah, sweet man. Well, you have a good one, huh? We appreciate yeah. you being on. Yeah, thanks, Colin. Easy. Thanks for using your whole data limit on us. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. I'll catch you later, dude. Yeah. Bye. Cheers, guys. All right, that was a phenomenal episode with Colin. That guy is phenomenal. Such a positive, and just keeps going. I think for everyone listening. Colin, such a good example of just if you know what you want in this life and have a dream just to stick to it and just keep pressing forward so and this is just genuine person as well i would yeah he's one of the the good guys the good dudes pure genuine never an axe never always kind will always say hi will always hang out with you really kind guy so that was awesome but like always every episode me and tyler want to close it out with what we're doing with you know, me and Tyler and Imaginary Collective and Legion. So, uh, yeah, Tyler, what do you got going on, man? Well, 
right after I finish this, I'm going to write a paper for school. I uh, still have, I'm taking a full load for the summer. So, of uh, uh, college classes. So yeah, knocking that out. So that keeps me a little bit busy and a little bit balanced away from playing Call of Duty with Colin uh, and training. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was training. I was still training. I'm still training a lot. I shouldn't say that. But, uh, you know, I we did virtual Joe Martin well, a couple of weeks ago. And then after that, it was crazy. Like that kind of period, I was probably the best I've ever been in my entire life as far as fitness wise. And so I got finally like knocked off this one Strava that I had been trying to get for a while now. Uh, once I, and actually like once I got that, I was like, okay, I can breathe. And like, I like took it pretty easy for like a week. Uh, now I'm gonna start kind of building up some fitness again, just cause, but uh, you know, like at this point I'm starting to be pretty pessimistic about the racing outlook. So yeah, I mean, but at the same time, for me, it's important to maintain that just that base level of fitness and like kind of even if I'm not going to get to race a full season, like have the ebbs and flows of my fitness for a full season. So I'll do I'll do another like pretty solid build up here until probably September or something and then probably end up taking like a normal ish off season. We'll have a baby around then. So then that will kind of force my off season. But um, yeah, I mean, outside of that, we're just I'm just I don't know, trying to stay a little bit sane. A little motivated. It's getting harder for sure. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I thought I lost you there. No, definitely. It's, I totally agree with you. I mean, same side with the gravel scene and us on Imaginary Collective is, you know, with a lot of the races being pushed back and canceled. And so right now it's kind of just, you're in that, you know, like you said, we're just trying to find that balance in training where, you're not overdoing it and you're not underdoing it where you're having a fight, you know, against the current. But uh, when what's anything new with Legion? What do you guys got going? Any news updates or you guys have you talked at all or maybe future races? And what about e-racing? You said that you guys did Joe Martin and you did Le- You also did uh, Gila. Are they going to do any more e-racing uh, like big races like that? The rest of the yeah, I mean, the beauty of Zwift is there's always racing to do. Um, I think I so personally for me, I get kind of get up for that competition of dudes that I actually know. Uh, so like just doing some random e races, it did that's not really going to get me up. So, like, it takes it takes a lot of like motivation to be good at Zwift, uh, just because you have to suffer so so much. Um, I'll I'm sure there will be. I'm going to like kind of do at this point, I'm kind of like going to focus more on just like what I can keep myself motivated with just because it's going to be, I mean, we're looking at if all goes to plan realistically, you know, six to seven more months of training before I ever actually race the bike outside again. So I think I just need to like think about what's going to keep me the most motivated and not burn me out. Um yeah, but, I feel you know, like if there's a, a good Zwift it... race that gets put on and it, it, I, something that catches my eye, I'll do it. Uh, it's just like it's kind of like going on more on like the vibe of like what I what I can what I can motivate myself for. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's been interesting. I mean, same with You've us. been putting in some good work on Zwift, though, I've been seeing. I yeah. I mean, so like You're I said, on the, I, the I, FTP booster I've seen, you know, with races being canceled and being st- stuck at home and stuff have really taken advantage of that and been putting a lot more time in meditating and through doing that it definitely re-sparked 
like that fire in me that fire of like I know I'm good I know I can do more I know I can push more and it was like but not a fire of competition like I care about like winning but it was like a fire of like man I want to push my body again and at like grow it you know and uh, I think that's actually come to my wife and I we've been doing a lot of she's been doing a lot of yoga and have been helping me and teaching me a lot of different poses and so like we've been studying a lot of that and you learn a lot of balance with strength and with all those different challenges and it's really more of like a personal growth and I feel like I've really been kind of applying that myself and uh, I like I, I've actually really loved Zwift I mean it's not you know obviously riding outside and purely enjoying that but right now it's 110 degrees and so it's not even if I wanted to ride outside you can't you know because it's so hot and so I've loved where Zwift can still kind of keep me fit and uh I've been doing actually the the workouts they do yeah I saw I saw I saw FTP booster and I was like oh we're gonna TJ come back soon (laughs) yeah yeah that's actually right man that's actually right I've got a lot of motivation I don't know maybe it's like with having the baby, you know, you go through all these different changes and cha- like, I don't know, personal cha- changes too. And I feel like finally I've gotten to a balancing, like I've balanced myself out, you know, you're no longer exhausted or you're no longer like drained, but you now like have the resources back within yourself that you can use them to expend, you know, exercising, you know, cause a lot of times, dude, you're going to, you're going to feel it where as soon as that baby's born, you're not going to want to start doing intervals anymore because you're so tired from being up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's that stuff. It, it, and it, like I said, now it's nice and refreshing because now I feel like that balance and that motivation has come back in me, but in a healthy way, you know, where it's not like, I'm not like ditching my family to go do long rides or whatever. I've found a good balance of like, all right, if I do this work on Zwift and then I can go ride outside on the mountain bike or whatever to get technical skills in. But it's been cool. So that's kind of what I've been up to. Well, hey, you know, you Nothing. get that itch to go race bikes, man. See if we yeah, can get your guest ride on Legion. I, dude, I, right now, I, I was talking to Andrew, who's my teammate on Imaginary Collective, and I was just telling him, I just miss that vibe. I miss being around people. I miss just the race atmosphere. You know, not like the old, my old vibe, but I just miss that atmosphere. I just miss, you know, I love talking to people i love then the, the racing and uh you, you know like this year we did 24 hours of pueblo and with how many people are out there in the middle of the desert riding their mountain bikes for 24 hours it's just this crazy electricity and you had built this camaraderie with this kind of group and you were excited to kind of experience that throughout the rest of the year and so definitely been a bummer and i definitely can't wait to get back out to the races like i'm sure a lot of you are yeah yeah, I mean, everyone's itching for that right now. Hopefully, just come sooner rather than later. But agree, agree, yeah, man. It's out of our so, control. Well, it's not out of our control, but yeah, you know, we it can. It's bit. just about you know, you stay. Yeah, as we control as much as we can control, and that's within us, you know. So whatever we need to do to do that, you know, whether more exercise, more rest, whatever. But you know, I think that's important. So anyways cool well well everyone thank you guys so much for listening and staying tuned for another great episode of the next stage we're super excited and you know go give us a follow on instagram our instagram is the next stage two 
drop us know. a message if you have any uh, guest requests and we can totally. maybe fulfill. That would be fun. Send us uh, some guest yeah. requests, some messages, what you know, you'd like to hear, you know, uh, whatever. We're super excited. We're really enjoying learning and growing and uh, we're grateful for all our listeners. It's been pretty awesome seeing the steady growth within each episode and how many people are taking the time to listen to each episode. And we're super grateful for that. So thank you guys so much and hope you guys are, you know, doing what you can to stay happy and positive during this time. And yeah, sending out good vibes your way. So thanks again. All right. Thank you guys. Bye. Ciao.